What are you worried about? Janet fixed the the draw. How's Janet going to fix the draw? (laughs) (laughs) If only I knew how. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Kingston and Qatar will be waiting for you, but that's a story for another day. Clive, Asian markets positive as China plans to collect uh, past taxes for foreign money. What's going to happen there? Um, we've got two things taking place in the Asian markets this early hours in the morning, from early hours in the morning, Sakina. Uh, the Japanese stocks obviously rallying very, very strongly, showing that the weakness of the yen continues to contribute quite considerably to what happens in the uh, independent stocks within the market itself. So if you look at, for example, the topics core 30 index, that was the only negative that we saw early hours this morning, going down by 0.22%. And the biggest uh, index that they used there, if you look at the topics 500 index, that was up by 0.11%. So uh, what that helped do is create another sentiment within the entire Asian region. So, for example, you had your Hong Kong Hang Seng Index going up by uh, 0.44%. You had the Nikkei um, slightly up by 0.21%. And also you had the S&P Asia 50 CME, which is never, I've never used this particular one. But it's interesting, it concentrates specifically on currency measured uh, equity. So those companies that are really reliant on their, equi- uh, on their currencies in terms of performance, that was also up 0.22%. Another interesting story that you just mentioned there is that China is going to... <laughs> how can you collect money that is old? How can you, how can you go back and collect money <laughs> from, from people that are... From, some of them have really probably left the country already. But anyway, they're going to collect tax on past capital gains by foreign funds. So what they're saying is that these guys, the authorities plan to collect the 10% tax on so-called QF2 and RQF2 funds, according to the people. So if you're hedging, those guys that understand the hedging, if you're hedging and you're using the Shanghai as a basis for your hedging um, or on, onto other markets, they will come back and haunt you and collect. They said there's about $1.2 billion that is outstanding. <laughs> if you have mm-hmm. money now in China... For the last two years, get rid of it. <laughs> well, well, well. I wonder who's going to be following that advice. Uh, but, but, but Clive, also just looking at the fuel price, um, it could go up by close to one rand a litre. So there goes all our euphoria about low petrol prices. I, 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 I tend to defy. The announcement is going to be done today, Sakina, by the uh, uh, Department of Energy. I reckon they won't do that such a hectic one, like a one rand. I think it will be around about 50 to 60 cents because now they realize, in actual fact, that in the budget speech, you know that the fuel that is going to go up mm. another 50, 50 cents in the month, uh, and we're also going to have another 35 cents also included in that. So they'll take that into consideration. So I reckon maybe, worst-case scenario, we might be going back by, by, by 60 cents, by 60 cents, um, and that's what I'm expecting. But the interesting thing here is that the oil prices for China have, have, have come back a little bit. You remember we were talking about them, they were just hitting below $40, uh, $40 and now they're How low back could they 60. go? Yeah. Uh, with that, and that's how low they went. And uh, you'll hear people in the economy are trying to sound smart and they'll tell you it's bottom out. It's bottom out. <laughs> and, and yes, it did bottom out. And now it's starting to pick up again because the, the Saudis uh, are starting to see that the demand come back into the market. And so that's why you see uh, the oil price getting back to normality again. It'll take us a long time, though, to get back to the $100 mark. 
And um, just a quick look, and I know you'll be very interested in this. I see Chelsea Football Club have signed a £40 million a year Yokohama rubber shirt sponsor deal. I mean... Uh... Out with Samsung, in with Yokohama. So out with mobile technology, in with uh, tires. I, I think that is... Wow. What they need. So they need the tires for the bus that they park at the back. Ah, <laughs> Clive. <laughs> That's low. <laughs> So every time I, I hear Chelsea, I only think of food and Chelsea bums. And yeah, I anyway, um, let's get back to this deal. This deal is worth forty million pounds a year. That's about sixty million dollars a year that they will be paying for a sponsorship to Chelsea. It, it, it comes in in different formats. There's a number of things that they're going to be doing. Uh, there's going to be uh, a number of uh, partnerships in terms of sponsorship on, on, on not just on clothing on all the brand itself, but in, in purchasing new players, new football gear. Uh, training equipment uh, that included so many other things. But the important thing here is Chelsea. This is a, this is what the second biggest deal to happen after Manchester United sold themselves to the Americans, <coughs> um, and this is now the <laughs> Chelsea Chelsea selling themselves to the Japanese. And I'm hoping that this bus will have sustainable tyres right through the 2015 year, so that they can win if they win. By the way, but the most important thing, Sakina, is that this weekend we have to get back on top, don't we? Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm going to say to the listeners there, what the weekend?